This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 33, recorded March 26th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. Damn the shed! Is this life-sized human-sized or life-sized optimist-sized? This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. D-Buster Prime. This is Pirate TV Pro, signing out. Hello and welcome to Transformers Week in Review. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. And on this week's show, I'm joined by one person, Pirate TV Pro. Pirate TV Pro. That's right, I'm here. It's just the two of us this week. Don't know why Awa didn't show up, but... uh... (laughs) No idea. His loss is our gain, I guess. Because I get to read the news. Yes. The news. The news. So, the on news. to the news. The news. Okay, the, f- the news. The news. First story. Possible Transformers movie casting info appears on the AllSpark. This news comes from an anonymous source who reveals that a movie being referred to as Prime Directive is currently being cast. Some of these roles include Sam, a heroic teenage male, Miguel, I guess that's how you say it, Sam's yes. love interest, Captain Lennox, a military leader. Maggie, a really hot codebreaker for the government. John Keller, U.S. Secretary of Defense. And Glenn Whitman, a 20s male techno geek. Story number two. The Transformers Con exclusive has been revealed. Transformers Con, a fan convention held annually in Toronto, will be offering the stealth version of the hard hero Cyclonus Bust. The exclusive is limited to 100 pieces, and pictures can be seen at TransformersCon.com. The convention is going to take place on Saturday, April 29th. Story number three. A Transformers voice actor passes away. Bob Pappenbrook, the voice behind Robots in Disguise, Mega Octane, and Ruination, passed away on March 17th. He was best known for his tremendous vocal talent and character roles, and has a career that spanned over 35 years in movies, television, radio, and video games. Story 4, Wave 3, Cybertron Minicons appearing at stores. The Wave 3 figures have been appearing on both coasts of the United States, and this wave includes repaints of the Energon Saber and Emergency Team sets, which have been selling out in online stores. Which I don't know why. They're Minicons. They're Minicons. (laughs) Okay, next story. The Hartman Cell G2 Combiners. Beginning today, March 26th. Yeah, it's the 26th, right? Yes, I believe you got that right for once. (laughs) All right. The Hartman Brothers will be auctioning off some rare G2 Combiner figures. The figures will be carded Protectobots and Stunicons and will all be sold individually on eBay. As of this recording, the current price for... I forget the figure... is $725. $725. It's one of the Protectobots, though. I forget which figure. All right, uh, IDW Comics appearing on the top 60s chart. Newsarama has posted the numbers for the month of February on their website, which is newsarama.com. Coming in at 53 was Transformers Infiltration, number 2, and 58 was Beast Wars, number 1. And the last news story for this week, First Four Figures unveils Waspinator Bust. Firstfourfigures.com has posted a 3D rendering of the upcoming Beast Wars Waspinator Bust. The bust is a continuation of their upcoming Beast Wars line and has an expected release date of September of this year. And in the spirit of Awa 64, since he's not here, I've got one <laughs> more story I'm going to add. 
Uh, Glue Mobile is going to develop Transformers movie content for mobile phones. It looks like the first wave of the titles is going to focus on content from the live-action film that DreamWorks and Paramount are putting together. So this is the first uh, of many, I'm sure, marketing stuff that we're going to see for the film. Yes. So the biggest news, I'm guessing, so far was the uh, the movie info that, that yes, popped up. Yes, casting info. Now... I have quite a few friends, I've said this before, who work in casting agencies out in L.A., um, and yes. none of them have heard of this. <laughs> so, it could be Same. real, it could not be real, but I'm just saying, it is a rumor. Um, a lot of people are assuming that it's true. I know that, that Shia LaBeouf, which has been uh, rumored, has been cast in the role of Sam, um, was just recently signed into uh, Disturbia, which is a film that's also being executive produced by um, Steven Spielberg, who is the executive producer of Transformers the movie. So I don't know how much we should go with this. I mean, it sounds these are the, these are the type of characters we would be seeing, right? Right. I mean, if we had to assume, it would probably be military, and then you know the humans who are helping out the Transformers and everywhere in between. But I'm I'm looking at Glenn Whitman, 20s male techno geek. Could this be uh <laughs> could this be Steve Buscemi? Uh I'm just saying. Uh, that, I don't think so. That's that's the role he's been playing. <laughs> it, it, it'd be skewing slightly older, but uh maybe he'd be playing uh Secretary of Defense. Oh yeah, I I can just see <laughs> his little weaselly nose. <laughs> ah, uh, uh, uh Mr. President. Ah, uh, uh, here's, here's what's going down. So um, what do you think about the Transformers Con exclusive, the Hard Hero bus? Uh, I'm not really into the bus, so it's I mean, awful, it's 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 it, nice that they're offering it, but it's I awfully mean, purple. Yes, it's very. Well, it purple. is the stealth. It's it it is the stealth version. Well, I I don't understand why the stealth version is purple. <laughs> it should uh, be clear, right? Right. That's what I was assuming. Clear or, <laughs> or you know, like a translucent purple, maybe. I I'm not quite sure. Yeah, this was going to be a. Um, a wide offering to begin with, wasn't it? I thought so, yeah. But looks like not so much. So in Hard Hero lost the license, right? This this not... this is the very last Hard Hero bust, I believe. Is is from their the content they had on their website. This is the very last thing that Hard Hero produced before they uh, were shut down or decided to shut down or or whatever happened. So yeah, so. How much was the combiner going for, or or one figure from the combiner? Yes, seven hundred twenty-five dollars. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. You you got to wonder. You, Go ahead. If, if you keep talking here for a second, I'll get you the name of the figure. Okay. Uh, you got to wonder who is going to be spending that much money on a transformer figure. I mean, I I love transformers. I do. Um, but if I was going to drop three quarters of a grand. On, on something, it would it would either have to have a hard drive, or yes, I don't know. Uh, I, there's there's no way that I would be able to drop that much money on a transformer. I I I'm having trouble dropping you know thirty dollars or more on some of the the stuff that comes out. So <laughs> exactly, this this first seems aid like a lot. First aid. First aid. Figure. Golly, and and is is this money? Is it going to some place, or is it going to them? It's going to them. It's going to them. So not even for I believe, a worthy cause. Yeah, I believe in a in one of the threads on the AllSpark, it says that they have some debts to pay back, and right, they've well, decided to 
um, change which figures they were collecting? Ah, uh, see, I mean, they've got they've got the collection to sell off. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But okay, so uh, IDW top yes. sixty, not not quite as well as uh, not doing not quite as well as Dreamwave did when it first popped up, but uh, in my opinion, this how, is probably better news. How high did they get on when the yeah when Dreamwave Dreamwave had I believe the debuted at number one with uh, the first the first uh, issue of Generation One Volume One. Um, really, I, I believe so. Of course, part of that is the fact they had like eighty thousand covers. But, <laughs> yeah, but and I'm sure that IDW doesn't hurt the fact that they have eighty thousand covers. But the fact that it's coming in at the lower end of the the top sixty, I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that it's it's doing moderately well. I'm sure that most of the fans who are buying it will still buy it. They haven't been really hyping it up as much as you know Dreamwaves was was a huge deal. You know, it it appeared in Wizard. It was on you know all the news sites. This one's been kind of was- moderately covered. Yeah, that was also during the big '80s revival, though, too. Right. You had the. You had uh Yeah, golly. Uh, GI <laughs> Joe and uh, Thundercats all popping up right around then, and. Yep. And the only one that's still around, I believe, is GI Joe, and that's also at IDW. Yep. So. And then Waspinator. This this yes. looks really good. This this I, this bust looks amazing. <laughs> I have to agree, though I'm not one for collecting the bus. I I I'm I'm really liking their their Beast Wars bus. It seems like they're going straight from the Dreamwave anim or Dreamwave. Sorry, I didn't mean to mainframe. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, main, yeah, mainframe. Uh, it looks like they're going straight from the animation models, which in my view is a great thing. Yes. And uh, so uh, you gonna pick it up then? I, or, or I pick any of pick I any of them up. Uh, I I'm I'm really thinking about these these Beast War busts. Uh, the only thing that that would be better in my eyes would be Beast Machines busts. I would pick those up <laughs> right away. But uh, the Beast Wars busts are looking awfully nice. The, uh, I would probably have to see them in person before before ordering though. You know, a lot of the the busts you see online have a lot of airbrushing, you know, computer airbrushing yes. and stuff, and Sometimes once you see them in stores, they're just not quite as nice as they could be. So, so do you own any of the bus yet? Any of them that have been put out? None of the bus. Some of the statues. So, but those are, are all. You happy with those? I, I'm happy with them. They're all packed up, but I don't even have them displayed, which I should because you know they're nice <laughs> and they look more expensive and would probably, you know, try and uh, legitimatize my uh, my my collection a little bit, but. Yes. All right. So, um, discussion topic, right? We're not doing one because there's the two of us. There's two of us. (laughs) It wouldn't be much of a discussion topic. So, you you could talk some more about Beast Machines. I could. I love Beast Machines. (laughs) I would just say that. Um, I finished watching the series this weekend. Oh, you did? What do you think? Yes. Oh, I'm. I love it even more than I did the first time around. Did you listen to the commentary on the last two episodes? Yes, I, I I actually listened I actually listened to those before I watched the last episode. Oh, really? The first time, yep. Yeah, I, I really I cannot say enough about the commentary on those episodes because he says it, basically what I was feeling the whole time when I was watching it uh, about how how it's almost like Prime Primal is uh, fighting his own inner demons with Megatron being in the optimal body and it's just yes he, he does a lot of talking and and I that. In my eyes, is the best fight. It lasts the entire episode, goes through all of Cybertron underwater, in the air, on the ground. It's just, 
one of the best fights that's ever aired on Saturday morning television, if not the best. So I just wish it were a bit longer, maybe carry over to another episode. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, because the the part that the I, I didn't like about that episode were the uh, the block transformers coming over yes. the horizon. And, <laughs> and in that, he says... Uh, Bob Skier says that that, that that was his that was his idea that he really felt like they needed to have it. And I was like, oh, Bob, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, there's already so many people who hate you, and now they're going to hate you for that even more. <laughs> but yes, uh, but we've been thinking about doing a Beast Machines special episode. If you like the idea, uh, give us a, a I don't know an email, right? Uh, yes, send it yes. to tfwire at gmail dot com. Let us know. Maybe we would do. You know, special Beast Wars, Beast Machines, G1 episodes, trying to fill in the gaps. We've had a couple of people email us say that they're casual fans, but they'd like to know more about the the whole mythology in general. So maybe we'll do that to catch people up, let them know what's going on. Um, and yeah, we've got some other interesting things in store. So, yes. Listener questions? Oh, and there's Awa coming questions. Up. <laughs> there's Awa. Oh, well. Hey, Awa. Sorry. Too late. Oops. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, listener question one. This one comes from Matt Spada. Yes, Spada. 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 Okay. What combiner group would you like to see in the Neo G1 line? Uh, Devastator. Yes, that's, Devastator. That's the only one I really want to see. Um, I, I would actually be happy if, if the Autobots didn't have one, just because it seems like, you know, that's kind of a cheap way for the Decepticons to get the one up. And it's always exactly. more interesting in my eyes, at least, uh, when the Autobots have to, you know, do something more interesting than aerial bots or Protectobots combine. <laughs> uh, yes. Then it just kind of goes into the whole, uh, I don't know, it kind of feels like Power Rangers or, you know, two giant yep. robots duking it out of the city. That, that, was, that was one thing I, I really hated about the, uh, the Dreamwave arc. Uh, at the end, it was just giant robots, you know, thousands of stories high attacking each other when I don't know how high would how high would Devastator be in real life like 300 feet maybe uh, 200 at most let's see going back to Transformers the movie trying to think of a size comparison well because okay the uh, the St. Louis Arch I believe is around 500 feet okay that's pretty big I, yes. I don't think that Devastator would be that tall if he was just construction vehicles on top of right. constructing vehicles. So, I don't know. Send us an email if you can do the math and find out <laughs> <laughs> how tall he would be in real life. Because I'm, I'm I don't know. 300 feet sounds kind of big yeah, to me. Yeah, it does sound really big. I don't know. Especially now that, it, now, especially now that I have images of, construct, of construction vehicles in my head and I'm stacking them on top of each other. Yeah, well, well, okay. So, you'd have a, what, uh, you'd have a concrete mixer on top of, uh, yeah, I don't know. Someone else do the math. <laughs> I'm not thinking that hard. Shorter than 300 feet, I would think. Yes. Uh, yes. What about you? Do you think that there should be any other combiner groups? or? Um, I, no, I just got to go with Devastator. Yeah, I think Devastator that, is my favorite, the only one. Yeah, that's my favorite combiner. So. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. And I would certainly love to see great articulation on a figure like that. It, it would be really nice, because, I mean, usually you've got uh, you know a robot mode and a vehicle mode. The robot mode is slightly compromised for the... Uh, for the the gestalt, the combiner uh, part, and then you get you put it all together, and it's usually like a brick. 
which is one of the reasons why I like landfill or, or, or build thing or whatever you're going to call him so much is because he really does have some some articulation as opposed to none. But all right, so uh, question number two. Question number two. Jason Youngberg asks, have you ever spoken or emailed with any of the Transformers writers, voice actors, so on? How about you, Matrix? Have you ever spoken or emailed with any of the writers or voice actors or everything? Um, yes, I have. I've carried on email conversations and interviews with David Kay, Wally Wingert, um, some of the other Robots in Disguise guys that are somehow mysteriously leaving my brain. <laughs> The only, the, one, the only one that I that I ever wrote to was Bob Skier, and and most of that wasn't you know God I love you. It was uh, mostly don't listen to all the idiots because it was during the height of uh, of of Beast Machines, and he had the BobSkier.net, and uh, just about everyone and their mother was saying, "Oh God, it's horrible. I hate it." <laughs> of course, the they're going to be the most vocal. Um, so you know, I just wanted to. Uh, to support him in one way or another, and you know, just a couple of emails back and forth, no, no big deal. I tend to let them do their thing, and uh, anyways, anyways. But uh, if anyone working on the movie would like to get in touch with me, uh, <laughs> tfy great, at right? gmail dot com, send it yes. in. I'll, I'll I'll take care of things for you. Okay, I got my list up here. Okay, David K, Neil Kaplan, two interviews with Wally Wingert and Wankus. Wankus. Yes. Right. And if you want to read those interviews, go to tfrollout.com and click on the oh, media section. Oh, shameless plug. Oh, shameless. Oh. Hey, aren't I allowed to do that? Yes, you're you're more than allowed. Go for it. <laughs> and uh, that's my extent of communicating with people who have worked on the show. Now, now how did you do those? Were those email in person? No, those were all email. Ah, cool. I wish they were in person or at least over the phone or something, but no, they were all email. Right, if we're at uh, if we're at BotCon this year, you never know. Never know. All right, so next question. Ne- next question. Okay, this one comes from Proto Dash, and he asks, "What do you think of the Energon release of Grimlock and Swoop?" Eh. <laughs> eh, that that kind of goes with. Uh, oh come on, you didn't like Swoop? No, I I didn't. Uh, I. I <laughs> I don't know. I I think by that time I was so tired of the Energon line that I really just didn't care. And and that's saying yes. something because usually when Dinobots come out, I jump all over them. When the specially uh, marked Dinobots came out during Beast Machines, I bought those before any other characters. Um, like I said, Killer Punch is one of my favorite characters, mainly because he's so rare and the way I got him was kind of cool. Um, I, I love the Dinobot characters I've had since I was a kid. Um, but for some reason, these just don't do it for me. I I don't know why. So that's what I thought of the Energon release. Eh. What about you? I actually I actually think that the uh, Grimlock figure is pretty nice. I mean, it looks kind of bland because of the plastic itself. But I like the fact that they had got the transformation pretty similar to the G1 figure. Right. What about Swoop? Swoop on, <laughs> yeah, Swoop, on the other hand, ugh, complete waste of money. They should have just packaged Grimlock by himself and sold it that way. But then what about their combined form? Oh, that's just horrible. I wanna it looks know, like some fa- fan-made piece of shit. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I want to know how many people keep them together and how many people... Because I'm guessing, if I had to guess, most people would probably keep Grimlock in either his dinosaur or robot mode, toss out Swoop, 
and uh, not even worry about the combined form. So if you do keep it in the combined form, let us know, because I don't think anyone does. But yes. All right, and our final listener question. Ben wants to know, what are the best Transformers console games that have ever come out? And that's a really short list. <laughs> well, I've only ever played two of them. Okay. I played the uh, Famicom one. Okay. They came out in Japan. The, the Optimus where Prime. Ultra Magnus one. Yeah, Ultra Magnus, yeah. And I played the uh, Transformers one for PlayStation 2. Okay. And, and what did you think? Well, certainly out of those, it's got to be the one for the PlayStation. Yeah, the PlayStation one is, is obviously the best. I played the uh, the Beast Wars first-person kind of th- horrible piece of crap. The, the fighter one? Yeah. Well, no, there's a, there was a Beast Wars first-person type game. Like oh, there an, was? Like an adventure game. Um, Ooh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, uh, it, it was really bad. Uh, <laughs> what would that come out for? Um, I played it on the PC, um, and it was it was lots and lots of the same terrain over and over again. I think I played it for <laughs> probably 15 minutes before I got really sick and tired of it. I believe I'm almost positive, but um, yeah, with the the Famicom one, you get hit once and you die, right? I remember that was. Uh, yeah, it's something like that. That was it's, a huge it's, deal. It's really hard. Yeah, but the the most recent PlayStation Two one is it's a good game. I mean, more than just a good you know or the best Transformers game. I thought it was it was well made. It was nice. I I really liked how they integrated the alt mode into it. The the mini cons have a purpose of some sort. So <laughs> now, did you ever play the uh, Generation One Japan version or Japan game? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, I didn't. The uh, yeah, the one that everyone, the PlayStation one. Yeah. Yeah, no. Supposedly that was pretty bad though too, wasn't it? Yeah. From what I can. I, I never played it myself, but I always I've read bad reviews of it. So. Now I remember that um, Activision has announced uh, that they're going to be fully supporting the next gen consoles, and they put out the PlayStation Two version, and it's believed that they're going to be putting out another Transformers title, uh, whether or not it's related to the game or to anything else. Um, the movie. Yes, or you know the movie. So. Uh, Look out for that because there's there's quite a few rumors. I believe I was looking on a uh, a revolution uh, rumors board, and they were talking about that and how it could be on the PlayStation Three or whatnot. But I mean, oh. it, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting <laughs> to see where it goes because with the movie, I mean, you're gonna have probably a, a game tie-in. I mean, there usually right. is, um, and that could go either way. Transformers doesn't have a great history with with video games, so. But if in, if their last offering was any indication, could be good. And then we've got the uh, cell phone games that'll be coming out through Glue. So yes, could be good. So that's it. That's it. All right. Yes. Uh, at 22 minutes, this could be our shortest. Oh no, it's not our shortest TFR <laughs> because we had that one that was like five minutes long. So oh come on, you like that episode? I think it was eight minutes. Eight minutes. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this is I guess Pirate TV Pro saying you well, you guess you don't know. Not, I was hit on the head earlier today. Uh, <laughs> this is Pirate TV Pro. Uh, hopefully, Awa will be back next week. Don't know about D Buster; he's still missing in action. Um, yes. So give us a give us a holler at tfwire at gmail dot com. Send in questions. We used a bunch of them today. If you send in one, sooner or later, it'll be on the air, more likely than not. Um, and this is Pirate TV Pro saying, transform and transcend. Ooh. And this is Matrix Prime out. Thank you.
Hey, trans fans, this is what was on your TV in the 80s. Spike and friends, in the Transformers prizes in disguise game, everyone's a winner. I got a free reflective patch. Superior. Omega Supreme. And eight more. And your patch may disguise an instant prize, like a party with life-size Transformers or electronic voice changers. Or Transformer action cards. Get Transformer reflective patches and game details free in specially marked packages from Hasbro. In the world of the Transformers, nothing is what it seems. Meet the Constructicons, six evil robots that transform into one mechanical giant. The Transformers, more than the The Transformers, Constructicons gift set sold separately from Hasbro.